welcome to Pod Junction, where business meets podcasting. Whether you're on a morning jog, driving to work, whipping up a meal, or just taking a moment for yourself, our weekly bite-sized episodes promise fresh insights from successful podcasters who have cracked the code of using podcasts to grow their business. So whether you're a podcasting newbie or seasoned podcaster, grab your notebooks and get ready. Welcome to Pod Junction. My name is Matt Edmondson, uh, one of the hosts here, but I'm definitely not the chief host. The chief host is this beautiful lady sat beside me, Sarah Fainon. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's me, it's me. <laughs> oh, wow. If there's ever a reason to watch the video version of this podcast, you just, that was, that's it right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome to the show. We are a show where we talk about podcasting, how to use podcasting to grow our business. So yeah, if, you use, if you've got a business and you're trying to grow it with podcasts, you're at the right place. So we're going to chat all about that today. The way the show works is we have a guest come on. Uh, we do an interview with guests who, who basically have podcasts and they tell us all their little secrets. We'll play a, a clip from that interview and then we chat about that clip and the sort of the key things that we can learn from it. And usually Sadaf makes fun of me somehow along the way. <laughs> or is it the other way around? I can't really remember. <laughs> I'm sure it's me making fun of you. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, let's just go with that. Let's just run with that as a theory. So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to have you with us. And today we have coming up. We have Chloe Thomas, who is a podcast host of e-commerce master plan which is one of them one of her podcasts yeah she's got quite a few clearly. yeah the other one that is quite popular is keep optimizing mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's another one and i can yeah she started one name. about um sustainability and the name will come back to me at some yeah. point um but yeah she's she's an absolute legend chloe uh, you can't help but like chloe yes she's yes. just lovely uh and um in fact i remember when i first started out doing e-commerce podcasting chloe and i connected quite early on yeah. in my Yes, she uh, did. In my journey. And um, she's she's one of those people that is so generous and open with her knowledge mm -hmm. and information about things. Um, even though in, in a lot of ways we would be seen as competitors because we both do e-commerce podcasts. Um, yeah. If I've ever had a question, Chloe's one of those people that mm -hmm. I would have no dramas asking and because I, I don't think she'd have any issue telling me yeah. the answer. Yeah, for um, sure. Which is really nice, actually. It's mm -hmm. really lovely when podcasters from the same space get on together like that and actually yeah. chloe was instrumental in putting together a little so a soiree a little get a group yeah a contingent yeah a gaggle maybe <laughs> of e-commerce podcasters <laughs> um so she contacted all of the podcasters in the uk that we knew about that were mm. podcasting in this space and said let's get together and a bunch of us did and we've done it a few times and it's yeah, been great so it's been good hasn't it yeah, yeah. Mm. so that's chloe chloe's an absolute legend yeah, and today she is talking to us about podcasting or sponsorship. Ah, the, thing, the old it? question of sponsorship <laughs> yeah. uh, and podcasting. Yeah, this actually is one of the questions I asked Chloe early on when we were doing mm. the e-commerce podcasting and people were approaching us wanting to sponsor the show. Yeah, I was like, I haven't got a clue. Never thought mm. about sponsorship. It's not why we did it, to be fair. Um, so I turned to Chloe and Chloe gave me a lot of good advice. So you're going to want to okay. listen up to this. Yeah, for sure. All right. Sure. All right, should we do oh, it? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, before we get going. <laughs> Question, Matt. Okay. I wondered, what is the most silliest thing you believed or you believed in um, as a child or... The silliest thing I believed in as a child? 
Yeah. What's this got to do with podcasting? I don't know. This is just a you random question. You can make question. the connection here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. <laughs> Silliest thing I believed as a child. Goodness me. Um, well, there are certain things that I could say, but that I shouldn't, just in case there are certain people of a certain generation listening to the show. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the obvious ones aside... Um, you know what? I grew up in the 80s, right? And the 80s were just this magical time. And I remember I remember watching this TV show called The Red Hang Gang. If you're from a certain era like I am, you may be familiar with this TV show. And in that TV show, the the chief protagonist, this this the the, the sort of leader of the gang, um I think his name was Richie. He had a computer which he called Ralph. Right? <laughs> Okay. Ralph. And I'm tying this into podcasting. Okay, I just realized good. how I'm going to do okay. this. So you, you <laughs> someone's bringing this round. Um, and what would happen in the Red Hand Gang is Richie would talk to his computer. Like Ralph was a real person and he would ask Ralph questions and Ralph would give him the answers. Okay. Right. You couldn't do this. Not in the 1980s. It was a ridiculous thing to do. Uh, computers were definitely not that powerful. But I believe that they could. So I started to write computer code. I tried to... Oh. I try. I learned how to write programs so that Ralph would be able to respond to some of my questions, nice. and so I could. I even called it Ralph. I called my computer <laughs> Ralph, and I would type the questions away, and it would answer. And so I had this belief somehow back then that stuff like computers talking, um, things like bikes flying, you know, things like Street Hawk and. Night Rider and <laughs> Airwolf, they were all possible. And, you know, that there were really people like Hannibal yeah. and B.A. that yeah. never actually shot anybody and never really got shot. And, you know, with a welding torch in the back, <laughs> I don't know, a welding torch and a bit of metal, they could create a tank. You just believed all of those things, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And it's when you get older, you kind of go, maybe they're not so true. Although Ralph is now possible because we have... Things like, I don't want to say Siri, um, <laughs> just in case everyone's Your phone's going to come to a <laughs> <laughs> Your phone's gonna come alive. <laughs> and, you know, Michael Knight used to stand in, in, in the corner, didn't he? And he'd, mm. he'd, he'd talk to his watch and yeah. he'd go, Kit, and Kit would respond to him. And you can now, I can now do the talk through my watch yeah. thing because I've got the iPhone, the Apple watch thing. Mm. And so some of these things uh, have actually come to pass with technology. I what? <laughs> Wanted to get in on the conversation, Siri, and you're obviously, there you go, let's turn that off. Um, and so while some of it was fairy tales, actually just with technology, mm. it's come about. Um, but yes, I'm still waiting for my uh, my car with turbo boost. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Thank you, Matt, for bringing it around for us. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to. Yeah. Anyway, should we listen to Chloe? Yes, we should. Here's Chloe. And, and one of the reasons I love talking to you, Chloe, apart from the fact you're just awesome, is um, a lot of the podcasters I talk to, they are an agency podcasting or, or they have a business and they are podcasting as a result of that To Usually the theory is um, I'm a marketing agency. I'm going to do a podcast on marketing. I'm going to become I'm going to go and get 10,000 listeners. 10,000 people will then understand who I am as a marketing agency. So at some point, they'll funnel through to us if and when they're looking for a marketing agency, the standard theory, right? Um, whereas for you, actually, 
your podcasting is your business. It's not, you're not doing this because you've got a marketing agency. You're not going on and going, hi, this is e-commerce master plan uh, sponsored by Chloe's marketing company, um, which is quite unique uh, in a lot of people, a lot of podcasters that I know, you're actually using podcasting to create an income. So how do you do that? I mean, what's your, what's the main source of the income if you don't mind me asking? It's sponsorship. It's as simple as that. And for us, sponsorship are the ads that go out in the in the episodes. So on Keep Optimizing, we take up to two sponsors per month. So they're mm-hmm. usually tied in. She says usually. It was Clavio until December. They sponsored the whole of Keep Optimizing until December. <laughs> now in the new shiny world of 2023, we're getting sponsors that align with the subject we're talking about. Um, and, you know, they can take a an exclusive one for that month because it's a topic-based mm-hmm. show. So... Uh, we've just uh, in the middle of, as we record this, we're in the middle of Marketing Attribution Month, which is being sponsored by Triple Whale, who mm-hmm. are the big um, advertising tracking yeah. attribution people. So they've taken yeah. exclusivity for the whole month. Um, so that's what we do on Keep Optimizing. On e-commerce master plan, we have currently have three ad slots per episode. So if one person goes in the pre-roll, which is just after my intro, and then two people can go in the mid-roll. Um, that... I am working on rejigging it again because mm. um, up until last year, I had a, a sponsor who took the whole year in that pre-roll section. So now I can't, until I find another one to do that, I'm, I've got a little bit too much capacity. So I want to <laughs> streamline it to keep the earning per episode where I want the earning per episode to be. So it's mm. always exciting. There's always something to be tweaking with it. Um, and then we also do one sponsored email to our audience on a Thursday that someone pays for and it's their message that goes out in the email. So those are our three happening every week, um, advertising income opportunities. And then occasionally I run some kind of event thing that um, the sponsors, that we get sponsors for that's a bit like a virtual, historically they've been virtual summits. This year they're going to be a bit different because I think the virtual summit space is a bit jam-packed and Mm. I can't compete in that space. We're doing something different. Um, And that is where the sponsors, um, essentially their break-even events where I put Mm -hmm. all the sponsors' money back into marketing in order to grow my own list to keep the whole thing chugging along. Um, So, yeah, it's it's basically purely and simply sponsorship um, of advertising space. Mm stuff we do and how have you i mean that um i i mean i don't do sponsorship necessarily on our podcast i mean people have reached out to us and asked us to sponsor we've done a few sponsors whether we'll do more in the future i dare say we will uh, but it's not something that i need every week in my podcast because like many it's part of my business it's not my source of income and it's, um, it's really important to decide whether you're going to do sponsorship or not. I mean, mm. you know, one of the reasons we didn't do it for the first two, three years of e-commerce master plan was because I couldn't, ch- I, I didn't have a big enough audience to charge a number at which I was willing to put an ad in the episode, both right. for the effort it would be to create the ad and to edit it in and the way that would affect the, you know, the processes we went through timings wise mm. on the show but also the, you know, fundamentally, if you're listening and you're in the UK, watching the BBC is great because there's no adverts. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I'm not going to abuse my audience's ears until it's my, worth my while. You know, if someone wants to pay me $10 an episode, it's not <laughs> worth the effort 
and it's not worth you know yeah. abusing the audience's listenership mm. um, and if you're someone who's running a podcast to generate brand awareness for your own agency you know i think you have to really think hard about do you want a sponsor in that episode because it you know every single call to action you put in that episode reduces the impact of mm. each individual call to action so i think you know, i was always very clear i wanted it to be I wanted the business to move towards being advertising money heavy, but in the right, but even then I refused sponsorships for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So how, did, how from your point of view, um, and I appreciate this is from your point of view, Chloe, what size audience did you need to attain before sponsorship became a viable option? See, that is such a difficult question to answer mm. um, because it it depends on so much more than your podcast. If you're if you're doing like a yoga, I always pick on yoga. If you're doing a <laughs> yoga podcast or a general interest podcast, you've got to be getting thousands of listeners before it's worth talking to any advertisers. Generally speaking, and you're going to be earning a pretty low CPM like an mm. industry standard CPM, so cost per million listens, mm. or so per thousand listens. Per thousand, rather. yeah. Um, in, when you're in a sector like e-commerce, because of the economics of the sector, you can earn an awful lot more. If I was mm. earning that CPM, I would have to do another job. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, and my podcast wouldn't have any sponsorship on them. I'd probably only be doing one. Um, but because I'm in a sector where there's, there's a whole ecosystem of SaaS companies, so software companies who want to get in front of e-commerce brands and it's hard to do that, then there is the opportunity to do it. So, I mean, Keep Optimizing gets 250 listens in the first 28 days for each episode. E-commerce master plan gets 1,000. Mm. So you can, you can make... You can certainly cover your podcasting costs, including your own time, mm. for um, 250 listens per episode in the first 28 days, which is the That's rough industry standard for counting yeah, yeah. these things. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you get it to 1,000, you make a bit more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit more interesting for people, isn't it? It's, um, it is a fascinating one, isn't it? Because you, I, I get what you're saying, that um, there are certain industries where actually the value of your sponsorship is very, very different to, say, a yoga um, podcast. Well, and and I even, sorry, sorry to wait Matt, but even with my, my podcasts, if I did a, if I had a Shopify podcast, so 90% of my listeners were on the Shopify platform, whereas mine are across all the platforms mm. in e-commerce, and I had like 80% listenership in the USA, I could probably charge a lot more than I do. But because mm. I have a global audience that's split across different business sizes, yeah. if you wanted to get really hard nosed about it, you're right. Everyone wants people selling this amount of merchandise a month mm. and they want them to be on, I mean, the Shopify platform has the biggest ecosystem. So they want Shopify sellers who are doing over a million a year. If yeah. you went laser focused on that and who are based in the US, you could charge an awful lot more than if you were doing what I'm doing. So yeah. even within a sector, it becomes quite interesting how you structure. If you're intrigued and want to dive deeper into this conversation, check out Pod Junction Cohort, where you can listen to the complete interview and much more. Simply visit 
theplotjunction.com for more information about how to join. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Chloe, for coming on the show. Uh, always a legend. Always love talking to Chloe, like I said at the start. And did you, uh, d- uh, listener, did you notice that that subtle ad roll straight after Chloe's talk? <laughs> oh, yes. Subtle as a brick in the face, right? But it's just... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, we obviously have that ad roll there at the, in the middle of the talk. The mid-roll ad, they call it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what did you think to that, Miss Bainon? Or um, Mrs. Bainon? <laughs> really interesting, actually, because we haven't, as you've, you've said before, too, we haven't ever done, we haven't really gone down this road before. No. A little bit. A little bit we have. Yeah, a few people have we've, reached out and we've tried sponsorship, haven't yeah. we? But um, it hasn't been something we just do. No. And one right. thing that I do know about Chloe is, because she, her main income is sponsorship, she works a lot at getting sponsors onto the show. Yeah. Whereas we yeah. don't. If no. people come to us and want to sponsor it, we oh, might say yes. Yeah. We might say no. We're not entirely sure. Depends on who you are and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but we don't spend time going out trying to get sponsors for the show mm. because that's not the purpose of our show. That's yeah. not why we did it. Um, but I know Chloe does, mm-hmm. right? So I think if you go down that sponsorship road... Um, it's it's not a case of build it and they would they will come you know like the, yeah. the field of dreams yeah. thinking yeah. um i think if you've got a, a massive audience people will start to reach out to you mm. um other than that there might be a little bit of hustle and grind that you've got to do to go and get the yeah the sponsors yeah it struck me though like um how she was talking about depending on um i've got it here um the like the changing dynamics of the audience mm-hmm. She has to adjust the ad structure. Yeah. So it's something you really have to be on the ball about. Don't yeah, you, you do. Like you can't just be like, okay, this is how I, this is the structure of my podcast and just let it run. No. No, and Chloe is always tweaking it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dare say if you listen to her shows, it will be different to what she talked about, um, mainly because when we recorded this, it was a few months ago. But mm. um, she is constantly tweaking, constantly aware, because fundamentally for sponsorship to work, you have to have an engaged audience yeah, um, because that's what sponsors buy repeat. So if you, you can get a sponsor for one show, well, I mean, we've turned, do you remember we had people approach us and um, ask if they could sponsor a show um, because they thought, well, and it was mainly agencies trying to sort of get set up and running. They're like, well, if we, if we sponsor your show, you could promote our e-commerce agency mm-hmm. and we could... We will therefore get sales off the back of that. This was their thinking, right? Mm-hmm. You've got an audience, thousands of people listen to your show, which they do. Um, could we we sponsor that? And I had to. I remember saying to them, "Listen, you, you're more than welcome to sponsor the show. Um, you're going to have to get out of thinking sponsoring of one show mm-hmm. um, because podcast advertising is not really about sales. It's more about brand awareness, yeah. right? It's more yeah. about getting the name known mm-hmm. out there. As we all know, it's just that constant, and you've got to." For an advertiser who's going to advertise on your show, really they've got to do it long haul. They've got yeah. to be seen to, you know, repetition in advertising is a great thing, isn't it? And I think, mm. so when agencies have approached us in the past and said, oh, <clears throat> can we sponsor an episode? How much is that? And we've gone, well, it's going to be whatever, 700 bucks. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, okay, we could do that because we'll get two or three clients and that'll pay for that. And I'm like, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're like really lucky. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. And I, and I think you'll probably find that if you just do one, it's just going to be a waste of time. And we have, we have said that to people. We've turned people away 
because I think it's a different form. But the bottom line is for advertisers to invest in sponsorship of podcasts, they all realize actually podcasting is very top of funnel. It's very mm -hmm. brand awareness. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a long road and you you know you've got to be it does work but you've mm -hmm. got to be committed to the cause and you've got to have yeah. some deep pockets to throw at it and um and so that sponsorship that company is looking for an engaged audience basically mm -hmm. um if your audience is constantly you know it's not established it's yeah. Like changes every week. They're like, well, we're not interested because mm -hmm. we can't build something. With yeah. That, right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chloe was totally right about the audience. Mm. Keeping the audience engaged, keeping that in mind, super, super critical when it comes to sponsorship. Um, I had a question. No doubt. <laughs> um, so Sadaf actually <laughs> means I have a question. <laughs> so um, she talked about, I can't remember exactly how, how it all went, but basically she's got more than one podcast. Yep that she has sponsors for. Yep. So is she basically saying that you can, it is possible to hit a ceiling when it comes to earning money from a sponsor on a given podcast? Yes and, and, so yes and no. And I think it depends again on your strategy. So I think realistically with something like e-commerce master plan, there's a, there's a, when you do an e-commerce podcast or a podcast which is quite specialist like that, there is going to be the initial growth, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to grow your audience. Um, but sometimes it's easier to do a new podcast um, than it is to tr try and grow that next 10% on an existing podcast, yeah. right? So there's a law of diminishing returns, mm -hmm. isn't there? So mm -hmm. you can grow quite quickly at the start, but then it sort of slows down. I mean, it's not our experience. We totally the opposite way. Yeah. Um, so I think your audience can grow and it can get bigger. But again, I think for you as a business, you as a company, you've got to look at the sort of the, the, the economics of that and ask yourself, well, now I know what I'm doing with sponsorship. And Chloe was really smart on this, I thought, mm. because she had a list of sponsors. She knew people who wanted to sponsor the show. Yeah. And they wanted to sponsor more shows. So she creates more shows yeah. for them to sponsor. Um, and I think it's a... In a niche like e-commerce, to do two e-commerce podcasts that focus on two different themes that attract similar but slightly different yeah. audiences, I thought was genius because she already had the list of sponsors. It's not like she went and did a podcast, one on e-commerce and one on gardening. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you, you, you've got to sort of rethink that whole thing. Um, so I thought for, from Chloe's point of view, it was a very smart mm -hmm. strategic decision. Um, not that... Obviously, Chloe needs my approval, but I, I approve. <laughs> I approve of this message. Um, but I, again, we've not created a, well, I say not, as in not yet created a second e-commerce podcast. Mm -hmm. We are talking about it. Um, but is it easier to grow an existing podcast or start a new one? I think only you'll know. I think mm -hmm. it depends on the market, depends on the niche, depends on the listeners. I think if mm -hmm. you do the yoga podcast that she was talking about, you could just build the audience for that because, yeah. you know, every man and their dog likes to do yoga, it seems. Mm. Um, whereas the audience for e-commerce is much smaller, much, yeah. much more niche. Yeah, yeah. Does that answer your question? It does, yeah. Thank you. Very good. Very good. So what else did you get out of that? Um I was curious. How curious. Did she, yeah. <laughs> How did she, because she, she did say she didn't obviously start sponsorship right away because she mm -hmm. had to kind of, you know, get the right numbers and audiences and all that. Do you know, because I know you've had several conversations with her. Do you know how she got to that point where she was 
ready for sponsorship? How did she grow her audience? Uh, that's uh, that's a subject for a whole different pod junction episode. How do you grow your audience? I think, again, the thing that I would say about audience growth, I don't know if you picked this up with Chloe, her Keep Optimizing podcast has 250 downloads yeah, yeah. in the first 28 days. Mm-hmm. So on that, let's just say on average that's 10 downloads a day mm. for the first, you know, 28 days. Obviously it won't be like that. It'll be much more stacked at the front when it's released. Um, the thing about that, what that tells me is you don't need a large audience to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. As in you don't, some people think I've got to have an audience of 100,000. I've got to get 100,000 downloads a month to make this worthwhile. And the answer to that question is yes, if you're going down the traditional route. So on any e-commerce platform, um, sorry, any podcasting platform, mm-hmm. let's talk about the right, <laughs> <laughs> the right niche here. Um so if you take any podcasting platform, for example, we use Captivate, mm-hmm. right? They don't sponsor this show. Captivate, you totally should sponsor <laughs> this show. Um, but we're big fans of Captivate, mm-hmm. and you can definitely check them out, captivate.fm. We love what they do. They have this ability to build in ads pretty easily, mm-hmm. right? And you can go to ad buying platforms. There are places that you can go where you can go, these are the kind of people that I'm looking for, and they'll sponsor your show. And they will pay you, I think the average rate is 34 bucks CPM. I think that's what it is from memory last time I checked. $34, $37, something like that. Mm-hmm. So CPM cost per million, right? So for every, uh, per thousand, thousand, it's a French meal. Uh, just every time, it messes <laughs> with my head. Um, so the cost per thousand. So if you get 34 bucks standard per thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, most Podcasts don't have over 250, let alone 1,000. But let's say, you know, her most popular podcast has 1,000 downloads a month or ours. Let's say ours has 1,000 downloads a month and I can get 34 bucks a month or 34 bucks per, per podcast yeah. um, on average. Hmm. I've yeah. got to do a lot of podcasts, yeah. right? Yeah. Or I've got to have a big audience. So if I get paid 34 bucks but I've got 100,000, mm. well, that's very different then, isn't it? Because I'm getting paid whatever, three and a half grand just working – yeah. My very poor maths, you know, times it 34 by 100, 3,500, 3,500. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, taking your close. word for it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone's going to prove me wrong. It's actually 34,000. But let's say then you're getting 3,500, 4,000. Mm. So you've got to have massive audience before it starts to really generate any significant salary or income. The way Chloe does it, which I think is is much smarter, is she's she's in a niche where actually it's not really about 34 bucks per thousand downloads this is all about the value of the listener Mm -hmm. Um, and she is quite right e-commerce is an industry where actually the value of getting a customer is quite high so for someone like clavio who used to sponsor her podcast Mm -hmm. getting people to switch to their clavio is an email software by the way so if you do email marketing we don't use it well we use clavio in our e-commerce business we do i'd I'd, uh but for podjunction we use ConvertKit. but Mm -hmm. they're all the same they sort of do these Mm -hmm. sort of um, email marketing platforms. Uh, so the the benefits, the, obviously the value of a customer for Clavio is quite high. I mean, really high, because mm. I think for our e-com business, we're paying like five, 600 bucks a month. That's six, seven grand a year. Yeah. Sterling. Mm. Well, you, you don't need many of those to make it work, really. Mm. Um, and so they're going to be a lot happier paying a, a much higher rate to sponsor the show, as long as it's obviously working for them. Um, and... I think that was super smart, mm. you know, that whole niche thing. Um, Makes sense. And so, yeah, I, 
I think sometimes a niche is better than the download numbers, if, especially if you're looking to make an income from podcasting that is sponsorship. Yeah. Right. If that's your sole sort of like for Chloe, like, you know, there are other ways to make money from podcasts, mm -hmm. obviously. And we talk about a lot of those on the on the show. But sponsorship is probably one of the key ones that yeah. people initially think about. Mm -hmm. And I think with someone like if you're doing that route where Chloe is doing sponsorship, picking niches where there's going to be where you have to, you don't necessarily have to get a lot or large audience, you know, 250,000 people um, listening to the show, downloading it every month, where where that niche is willing to pay a higher rate. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's, a, yeah. that's a clever idea. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Does that answer your question? It does, I can't yeah. remember what your question was now. Um, how did she grow it to that point yeah. in, the, in the first place? Yeah, yeah, just... It's, yeah, you don't, like I say, you don't need massive audiences. Mm -hmm. And getting 250 people to listen to your podcast, it's not, I mean, you can do that mm. pretty straightforwardly, I would have thought. Mm. Um, if 250 people aren't listening to your podcast, certainly after 12 months, um, we need to have a conversation. Uh, or you, there's lots more pod junction episodes for you to yeah. consume. It's <laughs> yeah. probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, or check out some of the, can I do a quick plug? Yes, please do. Why not? Because it's my show. <laughs> Oh, it's your show. <laughs> Actually, it's your show. I'm just, uh, yes, you can do a quick plug. <laughs> so uh, Pod Junction Cohort, um, if you've not checked it out, do check that out because what we do is we put the full interview on Cohort and you can listen to that entire interview. Mm. Uh, we do charge a small fee for it. That's how we make money. That's how we pay the light bill and, and, and put it out. And that's how you can support this channel. When I say small, it's like, I want to say four bucks a month. Yeah. I, think I mean, it's tiny. Yeah kind of small and you get to listen to the full episode which uh, full episode the full interview which mm -hmm. is always useful but of course from our point of view how we make money out of this it's not on charging someone four bucks a month is it let's be real right <laughs> um and they sponsor the show uh, so pod junction cohort is our own thing and we use that mainly as the show sponsor mm -hmm. um although like i say captivate fm do reach out yeah i will have a conversation <laughs> um <laughs> but um but obviously, that for us, that's very top of funnel. Mm. So you'll start going along to Pod Junction Cohort. We hope you like the stuff. You might do, might take one of our courses. We've got two courses coming out. One's like 100 bucks. One's going to be like 900 bucks. Um, we also have a, a Pod Junction, a Pod Junction, a podcasting uh, service, which we offer business clients here, strategy meetings, which we charge anywhere from sort of three to five grand, I think, mm -hmm. for the initial consultation. Mm -hmm. um, depending on when this has come out, prices may have changed. Do not hold me to those. Uh, so you can see we have a very clear funnel uh, and podcasting is very much the top of our funnel. Yeah. Um, and that's how we make money from it. But with Chloe and sponsorship, you don't be, yeah, mm. don't need big numbers, but it, it's quite a fun road to go down, I think, if you yeah. can make it work. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, totes, totes very interesting. Well, key takeaways. Uh, for me, it, we don't do sponsorship, but I did. Um, I did. That's like, not true. We sponsor our own podcast. We sponsor I think our that's own. a really good. I think it's the reason why I want to be so pedantic about this, because not only will it please my eldest son, who is the most pedantic person on the planet. <laughs> um, the reason I want to be so pedantic about this is because actually you have to see it that way. If someone's not paying you to sponsor your show, you are paying for it. Yeah. Right. So there has to be a reason for that show. There has to be a purpose. There's. So what is that purpose? So if you think about yourself as a sponsor, for us, it's to grow our membership, it's to grow our courses, it's to get people into, mm -hmm. you know, as long as we understand what that is, yeah. we can understand if the show has been successful. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like Michael Gerber always says, if you build a business and you're not selling that business, then you're buying it. 
you're trading your time, your effort, your energy into that business. And so is the exchange worth it? Yes or no. And I think you have to think about that with your podcast is like, if I'm, if I don't have an official sponsor, I am the sponsor as the sponsor. Am I happy with what the podcast yeah. is producing for you? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So sorry to no, be pedantic. No, that's fine. So I'll get to what Matt later. just said. <laughs> <laughs> that's my key takeaway. Yeah. No, my key takeaway based on what Matt just said is that, um, yes, we need to be aware of our um, listeners mm. and our audience. So if we need to make tweaks to the content we're putting out, we need to be aware of that. Instead yeah, absolutely. Of being like, oh, we like it this way. So this is what we're doing. Yeah, very good. And for me, key takeaway, you don't need you don't need massive numbers to make this work. Um, you just need an engaged audience. So if you focus on building an engaged audience, it can work really well for you. So, yeah, key takeaways. Chloe, you're a legend. Absolute legend. You are awesome, in fact. Can I say that? It's not, it's not my can. show. You can say that. You can say that. <laughs> the reason why I'm joking about this is on every single podcast that is technically mine. I, Pod Junction, I don't think is mine. I think it's more Salaf's baby. <laughs> um, I do this thing at the end where I go, in case no one's told you yet today, let me be the first. You are awesome. <laughs> Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. And Chloe has to bear it. I've got to bear it. You've got to bear it too. And he can't hold back. <laughs> he can't. He love tries. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Great to see you. Bye for now. And that brings us to the end of today's episode at Pod Junction, where business meets podcasting. If you enjoyed the insights from today and wish to hear the full conversation with today's special guest, don't forget to visit thepodjunction.com where you'll find more information about how you can join today. Whether you listened while on the go or in a quiet moment, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Remember, every episode is a chance to gain insights and to transform your business with podcasting. So keep tuning in, keep learning, and until next time, happy podcasting. Happy podcasting.